imagine you are the maintenance supervisor in a manufacturing environment. Your job is to oversee the maintenance department. And today you have a gentleman out on the floor doing his preventive maintenance. And he comes into the office as you're doing paperwork to let you know that he has just found a major issue on one of your most critical pieces of equipment. He's letting you know because he believes this needs addressed immediately. Otherwise, we're not running on Monday. But it's also going to take six hours and about three people to perform this work. As a leader, the very next sentence that comes from your lips is the most important thing that you will say all day. Your physical reaction means just as much. Leaders are not born in a womb. They are forged through heat, pressure, and a whole lot of sweat. The Fireforge Leader Podcast serves the audience through exploring leadership at work, in the community, and with the family, using a practical perspective and real-life experiences from the host, Steve Baumgartner, and his guests in The Forge. Now, it's time to enter The Forge with the Fireforged Leader. What is up, leaders? Welcome to the Fireforge Leader Podcast. My name is Steve Baumgartner, and I'm your host and founder. And I would like to take you today on a journey of the forge, where we are going to explore some lessons learned on the front lines of leadership. So let's get back to the situation before us. So we had one of our technicians, and they're out there working on the plant floor. Uh, preventive maintenance procedures, procedures that we've developed as a company to try and find issues before they affect operations. So we just found something major that's going to cost both time and manpower for that, that day. All right. So in your personal life, you might have something going on. Something that you wanted to get out of the office for, you know, after a normal eight-hour day, you know, or maybe you were going to cut out early and go hit a tea time with the guys, you know, have a couple of cervezas. So how do you react in this situation? You definitely got things you want to do, and it's not working on this piece of equipment for six hours. So in my career, I've seen this exact situation play out in many different maintenance offices over my career, but I've also seen it happen in many more places than just maintenance offices. And I'm here to tell you that more times than not, it plays out very poorly. So generally the so-called leader looks at this individual and they just got a look of disgust on their face. And they say something like, you have got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Damn it. That's how a lot of people in leadership roles react to a situation like this. 
they might even go one step further and take their ball cap off and throw it in the corner of their desk, grab their PPE, their hard hat, throw it on, put in their earplugs, stomp out of the office, and they leave the employee standing right there in the office. The employee looks around and they're like, where the hell did this joker go? And then the supervisor throws the door back open, pops his head in and says, well, we don't have all damn day. Let's get out there. And then stomps off again, leaving the employee in the office. (laughs) Now that's an extreme example, but the negative example is still there. So let's replay this situation for a second. Your employee was out on the production floor doing the job that he was hired for. He found something that he was actually looking for on his preventive maintenance. And then you have the audacity to yell at him and give him him an impression that it was a bad thing that he found this. Hmm. That makes a lot of damn sense, people. So when you look at that, What do you think the employee is going to do in the future? You guys' heads are probably spinning right now, but you guessed it, right? You have just created the worst pencil-whipping son of a bitch in history. This is going to turn into your worst employee, unless you treat all your employees like this. But this was a very negative reaction. Why in the hell would he want to tell you anything in the future? And like I said before, this happens well beyond preventive maintenance. Leadership constantly wants to know things that aren't positive reporting items. They want to know about things like process variations and and or failures, safety, food safety, you know, whatever the case may be. They want to know about when people are hurt. They might ask for regulatory noncompliance and other topics that bring the leader into these type of environments, into these situations. And a lot of leaders only want to know the negative. That's a problem in itself. Tell me about the positives too. But let's rewind this conversation for a minute. The employee comes in to let you know the fine that he just found, right? So he comes in and he's like, boss, I know you probably don't want to hear this, but I just found this situation on on line number one, XYZ machine. And if we don't deal with it right now, we're going to be down on Monday. Now, by the best of my estimation, it's probably going to take about three people, six, seven hours. And I know that's a lot of time. But if we don't do this, we're going to be hurting on Monday morning. Okay, now as a leader, what if we were to say something like, hey, Robbie, I really appreciate that you found that on your PM. That right there is exactly what we're looking for. And it's going to have or keep us from having to deal with this breakdown. 
and I don't know if you knew this, but that breakdown, if we were to break down and we took six hours down, we're talking about fifty, sixty thousand dollars right? You just saved us that. So can you take me out there so that I can look at it and see exactly what you're talking about so I can make a, just the best decision I can at this moment to have it addressed? And then just simply open the door and let that person lead you. So what did you do in this scenario? Well, for starters, you build a relationship of trust. Very important with your employees. With this trust you just established, he's going to feel more comfortable about coming to you with these type of situations in the future. You also gave him a sense of accomplishment. He's tied to the mission. With these things, you could take a look at improving the situation and possibly modify that preventive maintenance procedure using a group of people, having him lead it to make it better and try and sense that issue before it becomes a break breakdown worthy event. So what does it really take to get to this point? First, we need to detach from our emotions a little bit. The supervisor's upset because he was going to miss out with time with his buddies. I completely understand. I've given up a lot of time to different situations in my career. I get it. But let's not make it the employee's fault. The employee's doing what he was supposed to do. Secondly, we need to calm our instincts. We need to work on our facial expressions, our body language, our tone. Next, we need to remember the mission. The mission is what's important. Your golf game's not important. That PM's not important. Keeping that equipment operational so we can produce a product is what's important. The mission is important. Choose your words with intent. And then finally, reward the right behaviors. Reward him, even though you don't want to hear it at this moment, reward him for finding something that he was supposed to find. So let's go through that again. Detach from our emotions. Calm your instincts. Remember the mission. Choose your words with intent and reward for the right behaviors. This is also going to help you at home with your kids and out in the community and with your wife or husband or whatever that looks like. But let's talk about your kids for a minute. Say that your kid was out there riding his bike and ran into your car on accident. And he comes in to tell you and you blow up at him. What's that going to do? Next time he's going to say, I didn't do that. Right? So think about this a little bit. Detach from your emotions. Calm your instincts. Remember the mission. Choose your words with intent. Reward the right behaviors. So leaders... You have come here to listen to a message, but listening is not enough. What are you going to apply in your life this week, this month, and this year? Remember, when you become a better leader, you become a better spouse, a better parent, a better coworker, 
and ultimately that person that other people want to follow. So growing your leadership skills and do it for your family, do it for your community, do it for the ones you lead at work and do it for yourself. Lead with intent, my friends. So last but not least, if you appreciate what you heard here today, I invite you to leave a rating and review and smash that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to. Continue to join us in the Forge as we bring you lessons learned on these front lines of leadership. Once again, we have some amazing guests coming up, such as Nick Lavery, Nancy Regan, Tony Ojeda. I'm also going to be doing a co-episode with George Williams of Reliability X, where we're going to do an Ask Me Anything. All that stuff's coming up in the next couple months. So keep on tuning up. Tuning into the Fire Forge Leader Podcast. Lead with intent. You have just experienced the heat and pressure of the Forge. Remember, words without action are meaningless. Now, after the heat of the Forge, shape your thoughts, quench your brain, then put your new tools to use, adding to your leadership. Tune in next week for more lessons from the Forge.